one. Welcome to Unqualified Sports, where the unqualified athlete has the most qualified opinions. What's going on, big dog? How you been, man? Man, I'm chilling, man. I can't complain. On this beautiful Sunday, man, or the Christmas morning, so I'm feeling kind of good. That's awesome, man. That is, that is awesome. I can't say the same. I actually slept in from a long week of work, and I feel pretty Boy. good, too. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm actually sorry. I'm sorry to ask this. Was it me or was it super heavy at work this week, dog? Like a terrible week. It, it was like it was unnecessary. Like, and you know what? <laughs> I blame she, bro, because I told him Monday Monday was a B, right? Monday definitely was a B. And I told him, and I said, she, bro, I said, dog, I I don't know how the rest of this week going to be. This Monday heavy. I hope the rest of the week is is okay. He said, well, it should be because y'all got all the stuff on the Monday. I said, yeah, dog, but it's to the discretion of the plant. If they want to drop a whole bunch of stuff on that's on them to do. So, he jinxed us because we were supposed to have an easy week after Monday, but I guess that just ain't how it happened. But I'm unqualified, Errol. That's unqualified, Shy, just in case y'all didn't know. So, bro, look, we done had a lot of stuff go on in the midst of this last week episode to this week episode. And, I mean, we Man. had so many big deals go on, especially in the NFL, bro. It's just, I mean, I don't know if I should start with Le'Veon, if I should start with A.B., Oh, if I start OBJ, but honestly, bro, to because I think they gonna, I think it's about to be a trend that they gonna start a lot of shows in the near future. We gonna go ahead and start with these Browns and the moves that they made in this offseason. The biggest one by far is the OBJ trade with the Giants. That, as you said before the show, broke the internet. Uh, what's your thoughts on this trade? And what's your thoughts on the Browns? Hey, man, last episode you asked me who did I think was going to make that deal for Odell. I told you if it happened, it was going to be Cleveland. And I'm going to take this time to pat myself on the back. Because who knew I would be right? I didn't know. I had no idea. But now that it happened, like I said last episode, Odell has linked up with his former teammate and college buddy, Jarvis Landry. There's going to be a lot of dancing being done this season. Hopefully both of those guys stay healthy. And I think the Browns, man, along with some other moves they made that we're going to get into, but I think they really took their foot down and let people know this is not the same Cleveland from the past. You know, this, this is not the laughing stock Cleveland. We got it right this time. I know it seems like we never do. We draft the big commission. People say, oh, Cleveland's doing it again. Baker Mayfield showed up and showed that he deserved to go number one last year. And now they made a big move like this. They signed a couple of other quality free agents. Man, Cleveland Brown seems like they finally righted the ship, especially at a time where I feel like other teams in that division didn't really stand out as much or took a step back. Right, right. And I, I, I will re-ask the question that I asked on the last uh, episode again later when we get to talking about the Browns in more detail. But like like you said, the OBJ trade was just ridiculous, and that was like a statement. That was a statement trade. That was like, y'all thought we was playing? Okay, all right. Y'all, y'all, y'all going to have to see us. 
And I and and that I respect because honestly, that's a story franchise that's just has been unstored for so so long. They need some type been of unstored. Yeah, they've been unstored for so long, bro. I feel like, and now they finally story that they can be. They had a potential to be stored again. Uh, nobody wasn't writing stories about this franchise. Man, people, man, nobody talked about the Browns. I can remember <laughs> the last thing that I can. Oh, I can't even remember the kick return the name from the Browns that was really good. Uh, Cribs or something like that. Oh, yeah, Josh Cribb. Josh Cribb. That, that's the last yeah. time I can remember them being halfway decent. I want to say they made the playoffs that oh, year. Oh, yeah. That, that, was, that was the year they had um, your boy quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Hoya. 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 Yeah. People thought Hoya was going to be good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so what happened with that? Right. See what happened. So, uh, I mean, look, more power to the Browns, bro. Um. We're going to see how this year going to turn out, and we're going to definitely talk about the other moves y'all made. Uh, but the OBJ thing was was ridiculous. Uh, but another trade that happened that also seemed like, because we discussed this, and, and we discussed this man, mustache and everything. But he did look like he, he, did, he did cut his hair off. He did dyed his mustache back to his regular color. Like, I mean, he, he supposedly didn't, didn't turn the page on his Pittsburgh thing. Uh, A.B. getting traded to the Raiders, getting a brand-new contract with brand-new guarantees, over $20 million in grant guarantees, and he got traded for a third and a fifth round pick. Uh, now, Odell got traded for a first and a third, right? Yeah, the first and third and um, the safety from Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jabril Peppers. Jabril, Jabril Peppers, Peppers, right. A.B. got traded for a third and a fifth and a brand new contract, which the both the Giants and the Steelers are paying these dudes' salaries on other teams, which is retarded as hell, especially if all you're getting back yeah. is a third and a fifth. <laughs> Man. That's crazy. <laughs> is this, is this crazy, the uh, Pittsburgh Browns? What the hell going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's really crazy. I can't even lie, man. Bruh. The theory of truth, yeah. But if all you need the best receiver in the league, that's wild. Right, right. He proven. Last six years, no no less than 1,200 yards. No less than 1,200 And 100 catches. And 100 catches. And 100 catches. No, the last six years. So he at least got two to three more years of that. I would I think so. But what you think about the Raiders making that deal? What you think? What you think about how he gonna fit in over there? Hey man, the Raiders made made a lot of good moves, and that Antonio Brown trade was definitely one of them. I think John Gruden said, and I don't want to say it because you said it in pre-production me, and I think it was an awesome point, and I think you should share that with the people right after I finish up. Okay, but they got it right, you know. People probably laughing at John Gruden because of the Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper thing. But they got three first round picks this year. They signed, they, they made the trade for Antonio Brown, then they signed Tyrell Williams. Like, he's another solid receiver from the Los Angeles Chargers. Be a good you know, I know about him. Receiver. Great number two. Yeah. Really good number two receiver. Yeah. And, and, and they think highly enough of him to cut Jordy Nelson immediately after they landed him. So, you must be comfortable with this guy anytime you wave another veteran that's a proven guy in order 
to bring this guy in and have a so he can have a larger role on your team. I think they they signed an offensive tackle, a reliable offensive a Super tackle Bowl winning protect, offensive tackle. Hey, to protect to protect the blind side on, on Derek Carr. So like I said, man, they're investing in that team. They're making the moves. I like what they've done done so far. I'm interested to see what exactly they do at running back. But, you know, Marshawn Lynch is still out there. I don't know if he's coming back or what the plan is for those guys. But I like the direction they're trending to definitely. Right. right. And, I mean, to, to speak on your – I'm, I'm going to speak on what you said uh, in a second. But to speak on the running back thing, uh, it seems like it's easier to draft a good running back now. Yeah. Then it maybe used yeah. to be in maybe the last 10, 15 years. Um, running backs, they hitting the ground, uh, no pun intended, but they hitting the ground running, and it's it works. I mean, you got to think about all these great rookies that we've seen over the last maybe five years. Uh, you got your Kareem Hunts of the world, who we'll discuss about him later. You got uh, Alvin Kamara's, Saquon Barkley's, and it's just the last three years. You see what I'm saying? Like, they yeah. these are really – Elite backs. These are these are some of the the top backs in the league. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I mean, even with even with y'all back before he got hurt, uh, Marlon Mack is a really good back. He's young, uh, so yeah. you got a lot yeah. of good backs. Leonard Fournette. You know, just to shout out the hometown kid. I mean, you got a lot of really good running backs that end up coming yeah. out. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, all these different people. So I think they might could draft pretty decently with that. Uh, one person that you didn't mention, um, because they didn't made so many moves probably, is LaMarcus Joyner, who they trying to sure up their defense as well. Um, but what you were referring to, basically to me, John, John Gruden, um, he pulled a Jimmy Johnson. He got rid of the best players on the team. And he wanted to rebuild the team up. He he got a lot of draft picks, got a lot of draft capital, got you know freed up some cap space, so he could go out and make and build a team that he wants to make. And you actually made an excellent point when you said, well, players, uh, some coaches don't want to have uh, other people players, which that has happened to him before. He won a championship with that happening to him before, but that was a knock against his championship. Yep. Because he didn't do it himself, so maybe that's maybe that's his motive. Um, I, and I personally like what he's doing. You know, it didn't seem right last year, and I guess we just you know uh, we fall into the moment of it and feel like okay, well that's the way we're supposed to react. But this man, he clearly had a plan, and he's he's exercising his plan right now. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna see how the Raiders. The Raiders actually might be uh, AFC West contenders next season, which would be crazy. Because nobody would have thought that in one year they would be that much. They would seem to be that have the potential to be that much better, um, especially getting a B. Like I would, I did not expect that to happen at all. Like I didn't expect it. Even though we talked about it in the last episode before that, I never expected that. Um, but to go back to the uh, to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, mistakes that they end up making. Uh, they lost Le'Veon Bell for basically a third-round compensatory pick. Le'Veon Bell signed with the Jets, the New York Jets, who actually have been another very, very busy team in the offseason. Um, but Le'Veon Bell deal was 35 mil guaranteed, $52 million contract. Um, he didn't reset the, the running back market. Neither did he do what he wanted to do and set uh, 
a whole new player style market, a new type of player. He wanted to basically basically create a position. Uh, you know, him being a receiver and a and a, a running back. He didn't reset the market. I think it's because of how he handled his business, but he actually did get 20 25 more million dollars guaranteed than Pittsburgh would have offered him. Um, a lesser of a contract as far as overall, but the guaranteed money was completely different. So I think it's a win-win for him and the Jets. Uh, how you feel about the Le'Veon Bell deal? Um, good, good move. Uh, we said here that we felt like he he would go to the Jets. Yeah, and that was the prediction predict, predicted landing spot for him. And I just knew that it would end up being the Jets trying to really outbid himself. I knew we had the cap space, but the way our general manager is constructed, he's not going to go out and make the big flash signing, even with the money, as you can see, obviously. That's unfolding right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. But that's not his style. And a couple of those other teams that had the money just didn't want to make that move because they had so many other needs to be filled. Like you said, they shelled out a lot of money this offseason. Le'Veon Bell being one, T.J. Mosley being another. They, they was the one who had the deal for Anthony Barr before he, you know, decided to right. do what he did. So the Jets are going in their pockets. They're trying to fix. They have a lot of needs that they need to fix. But I think the signing for Le'Veon Bell was, was good. That's a good move for the Jets. Le'Veon left some money on the table, but I guess in, at the end of the day, he feel like it was worth it. If you saved your body some punishment for a year, you would have been playing in a place you didn't want to be, a team that you didn't see yourself with. And it just would have been even messier situation than what it already was had you reported to and been playing. And it looks like you won. The team didn't make the playoffs without you. The team blew up. Everybody turned on Big Ben. Tony Brown's gone. You're gone. So you can say if, if somebody won the trade, then I guess you you. Well, not the trade, but the situation. I guess you can say Le'Veon Bell was the winner out of that fallout. Right, and a lot of people kind of giving him. It's not. It's not serious flack, but a lot of people giving him flack because because of what he said previously. Which I get it. You got to hold a man to to what he wanted. But at the end of the day, this just go to show that the NFL that that the NFL is still in is still in charge, and the players aren't. And it, nec- no. it shouldn't necessarily be that way. Um, I personally still believe the NFL as much money as they do make. Because as we looking at, as we talked about these free agents and how much money a lot, especially these defensive players. I mean, you got a lot of eighty plus million dollar contracts along the defensive side of, of pickups, and it's like crazy. So they paying them money, but some of these players, honestly, they they probably deserve more money for the amount of money that the NFL is actually making uh but Le'Veon Bell he got way more guaranteed that's gonna solidify his future and 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 his career as far as the amount of money that he wants to make or that he feels comfortable with making and at the end of the day if if he okay with that then that's fine the Jets won because they didn't have to pay as much as they thought that as the market as everybody thought yeah as everybody thought that they would have had to exactly so I think the Jets did win by that they picked up from from my understanding, uh, when they did pick up uh, what you got, C.J. Mosley, uh, him five year, eighty five million dollar contract. When they picked him up, Sheesh. 
Um, I mean, he he from my understanding, he's one of the best linebackers in the game right now. Um, yeah. The Ravens don't get too much play down here in Louisiana, but uh, I mean, from my understanding, he was he was like the dude that's supposed to take Ray Lewis spot as far as the Ravens go. So it's kind of crazy that the Ravens didn't sign him. And speaking of the Ravens, let me just clear something up real quick. If y'all follow us on IG. Uh, this unqualified arrow. I'm gonna speak on it because I I I jeffed hard and I and I jeffed hard because I support my co-host Shy and and I I believe in his insight and I believe in whatever whatever information he gives. I know it's I know it's all in good faith. Uh, Earl Thomas was actually going to sign with the Browns. Baltimore. The, the night that we reported it, he was going to sign with the Browns. The next morning, Baltimore came with a better deal. Things things happened. Um, mm-hmm. we, 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 we tried to break the news, which wasn't false. It just changed. So if y'all heard it, if y'all saw it, it just changed. Uh, yeah, and, and unfortunately, me and Errol, and she, for that matter, you know, we work real nine to five jobs. So when things change, even though we hear about it, we can't necessarily report on it. You know, like some other people, we don't have that luxury. Like we have That's you know, live a outside point. of it. <laughs> That's a good point. Because Errol contacted me and I told him, oh, you know, what's the new Earl Thomas news? And I told him, oh, yeah, I heard that. But, well, I, I, you know, I was at work at the time and exactly. I wasn't able to get it out there in order to correct it. Right. Okay. But I mean, yeah. Of course. I, I listen. I didn't go back and delete nothing. I was extremely, you know, cool with the fact that he changed his mind. He was entitled to change his mind. You know, right. at this time, this was still the period where people was just verbally agreeing. You know, like people was verbally agreeing that they weren't signing anything at that time. That was right. the last day before they can actually the new league actually started, and he was able to sign. So. Hey, all you have is a man's word. Anthony Ball did the same thing. Ian Rappaport tweeted it about Anthony Ball going to the Jets with a contract. Then next thing you know, what happened? Anthony Ball backed out and went back to Minnesota. So, you know, things happen, man. Hey. You can't understand that, but hey. Hey, that's true. And shout out to all the people that trolled me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Hope y'all want to listen to the podcast. After the yeah, man. So welcome. If you did decide to come, welcome. Exactly. We welcome you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, but speaking of the Ravens, they did sign. Like we said, they signed Earl Thomas for a year, fifty-five million. Mark Ingram also Dang. got signed from the Saints. I know some of y'all kind of mm-hmm. heard that y'all lost Marky Mark, but <laughs> he gone. He he gone to Baltimore now. He gonna probably have a lot of touches. I forget exact. Well, no, he, bigger role. Will, will he will he be backing up? Um. Oh man, what's the guy named? Oh, no, I don't think Alex he's going to back up. I don't think he's going to back up. You, you, I, Maybe it, it might be a it might be a Kamara Ingram type of thing. You know, I wouldn't call him the backup. Yeah, so, but they like the same kind of back. We'll see. That's going to be an interesting little play on things. Yeah, it is the same back. type of back, though. That's the difference. You're right. They're yeah. the same type of back. Yeah, that. So that's that's going to be a little different. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out. But Mark Ingram. He went and signed a deal just to speak a little bit more on the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater did resign with the Saints. I think he think he's gonna be y'all starter one day. So good luck to you guys for that, uh, if that's really what that is. And uh, 
we got D Ford. He got a big contract with the 49ers. Five years, uh, 87 million, or is it 82 million? I don't know. I wrote my numbers wrong. I think it's 87 million. Uh, 87. You got Tyron Matthew with the Chiefs, who got a three or 42 million dollar deal. Then I think the next day they cut Eric Berry, which the Cowboys are going to try to get him. Hopefully. Why, why would the Cowboys get him when you want to play for the coach? What's up, Barry Davis? Man, go we ahead, man. For you, man. Look, <laughs> we got a spot for you, over here, man. man. Look, you ain't got to worry about going and play over there, bro. You can come. What, what? You you can come over here. You can come come on down to D Town, bro. Come play Dallas. Yeah, we got a way better stadium anyway, bro. And Jerry gonna treat you way better. You you might. I ain't gonna even do no owner comparison, dog. Look, just know. Jerry Jones friends with Donald Trump, man. Man, all yeah, owners friends with Donald that. Trump, man. <laughs> 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 oh, bro, this man is crazy. Anyway, bro, Eric Berry, a free agent now. Um, we spoke on C.J. Mosley. Landon Collins got a man deep. The defense, like we said in the last episode, the defensive players was real thick as far as how many players. Well, out there, free agents, really, you know, kind of big name players. Six year, eighty four million dollars with the Redskins. They actually got a trade with <laughs> with the Broncos for uh, <laughs> Case Keenum as well. The Redskins picked him up. What did they do? What? You say what? What they did? They went and got Case Keenum. Uh, actually, I think they went and got Case mm-hmm. Keenum in the midst of us recording the last episode. <laughs> Who? I think I think when we recorded the last episode, they traded for Case Keenum. No, no. Who? They traded for who? I keep, he, uh, he keep going and then, out. And then we got Deshaun Jackson went back to the Eagles. <laughs> um, so I don't know what Tampa Bay going to do. Hopefully they, they do something. I know she at least hoping that they do something. Um, this this happens Deshaun Perriman, if that makes him feel better. That's supposed to replace Deshaun Jackson as the deep threat. They should have went and tried to get A.B., but... And they could have made that trade. They know, um, too, huh? I think so. That, yeah, Humphrey's They're going to probably be the bottom of the uh, South this year again. Uh, my, my, my question for you would be, since, you know, we kind of got a feel for all these different free agents and trading and stuff like that, and we still got time. Well, we're going to find out more and more stuff. Um, the Browns, uh, the Browns, the Raiders, who made the best? Who has the who is who has had the best offseason so far? As far as free agency and three months ago. Man, I'm gonna go with Cleveland. I'm gonna go with Cleveland for a couple of reasons. I feel like Odell was was the better out the better move. And even though they gave up more than what Oakland had to give, I just feel like Odell being so much younger than Antonio Brown. Yeah, we're up top toward the future. Uh, Jarvis Landry's young, so now they have a dual threat right there. They have Nick Chubb, their running back. They still have Duke Johnson, although I heard they're shopping Duke Johnson because of uh, with the Kareem Hunt situation, which we'll, we'll touch on later. With the Kareem Hunt situation, they have him. They have Njoku, who's a young tight end. They still got to put it together. But what really put it over the top was them drafting Miles Garrett a couple years ago, and now they have Olivia, Olivier Vernon on the other side. That, to me, is going to be a scary, scary pass rush coming at quarterbacks every Sunday, man. Between those two guys, 
They got the young, the young quarterback, uh, Ward. He, he was a pro bowler, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they have a lot of youth on that team, man. And they have, uh, the most of the draft picks still, although they lost their first and their third, they made a deal for another second. So they have two seconds, but they're going to be okay, man. I, they're going to be what they were supposed to be when they drafted Baker Mayfield. And Baker made all those promises about what he was going to bring to the team. And it looks like, you know, they, they did well last season without those guys and now with those additions, that might be enough to put them over the top. The funny thing is you missed an addition to the defensive line and Sheldon Richardson, who was a D tackle. So now you got three elite yeah. defensive linemen who you can you yeah. could probably argue that they have going to have one of the best defensive lines. They had one of the best defensive lines last year. They were great at run stop. So they just added one of the best run stoppers and Sheldon Richardson to their team. So that is tough. Um, I don't think that the Raiders are finished yet, but so far I would have to go with I, – I, I ain't going to lie. I would, I would probably go with the Browns as well, but I can't sleep on how the Raiders have went got somebody to protect to Excellent. add – to basically add to that offensive line because, I mean, let's keep it – let's just be, let's just go back a little bit. Maybe about three or four <laughs> years ago, the Raiders had one of the best offensive lines in the league. They were – they were in competition. Yep. That was the year that, that Derek Carr had that breakout season. Even the season after yep. that, their they offensive line was still really good. So they adding yeah, a pretty good – Yeah, they, they adding a pretty good, uh, like I said, Super Bowl winning. Um, and now the highest paid per year uh, offensive lineman, Trent Brown. You adding a secondary piece at the wide receiver spot. You got a LaMarcus Joyner who you adding at a, at the safety spot because they had, you know, problems on defense. Um, I think once if they can shore up their defense a little more, I, I think they still have holes there. But, uh, I, like I say, I think that John Gruden is building his team up, you know, as he won't. Don't, I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be surprised if uh, LaMarcus Joyner and then you got like Eric Berry or if you pick up somebody else. You know, they, 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 they ain't like they ain't got the capital to try to figure something out that way. Uh, some other type of defensive player that's going to be out there. Because, I mean, things are happening left and right, left and right, left and right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jordan Nelson go back to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we didn't even bring up uh, Trey Flowers going to Detroit. Uh, so that was another big one you called that. You, well, you didn't call it a Detroit the, move. The, the, the bag. The bag move. Five years, How nine million. How much the bag? So, Jesus Christ. Uh, that's I mean, the biggest bag. Total money, right? Total money, that was the most. Yeah, yeah, that, that's been reported for sure, at least that I, that we that we discussed. Um, yeah. Trey Flowers. Close to was before. Yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so my next question is, who is the biggest loser in the free agency? The Giants oh, or the Steelers? Man. We didn't discuss this in pre uh in pre production, bro. We kinda we did, but we kinda did. Nah, but I'm I'm gonna go with the uh I'm gonna go with the Giants. I just gotta go with the Giants. Anytime we trade away a dominant, dominant defensive end slash outside linebacker. So this is an elite pass rusher carry. You let him go. Then you you trade when you release a safety that's a top five safety in the NFL, like a guy that's made the Pro Bowl four out of five years he's been in the league, three out of four years he's been in the league, 
And you trade away Odell Beckham, and all you get is a first round pick. Granted, this time Golden Tate to replace him will be. All I know is the Giants did all those moves and still kept the thing that's the worst thing on their roster right now, which is Eli Man. You know what? David Gettleman, you said you re-signed OBJ last year so that he could be paid like he deserved and not to trade him. And a year later, you traded him and you got a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and the world toughness. You know what? Y'all are the biggest losers, man. Y'all got to wear that. Well, not to mention, just to add to your point, because uh, I'm, I'm actually going to go with the Steelers, but to add to your point, because <laughs> it's, it's not a debate for me. It's just, to me, it's just funny that both of these teams are the, had the worst. Like, these two, like, really supposed to be good franchises. For them to make these type of mistakes is just funny to me. But they pay, the Giants are paying $20 million of Odell Beckham's salary this year. <laughs> Why he playing for the Browns? Yeah. So... That right there to me make it like, come on, bruh. But I got to go with the Steelers because the Steelers was 7-2 and two last year at the halfway mark of the season, right? Nine games into the season, they were 7-2. and two, Well, 7-2-1. Two and one. I'm lying. Ten games into the season. 7-2-1. They didn't have they didn't have Le'Veon. They played this game with Le'Veon where all they had to do was not franchise tagging. They probably could have made the playoffs. Who knows what could have happened in the playoffs if they'd have had Le'Veon. You got this situation with A.B. You let A.B. basically tear up the team. Yeah, all this craziness. You lose A.B. for a third and a fifth. He get a restructured deal where you got to still pay portions of his guaranteed money to the Raiders. So the Raiders caught, caught him on a, on a deal because they don't even have to pay him all, all his guaranteed money that he wanted. Um... You lose Le'Veon for a third-round pick when you could have traded him last year. You could have easily traded this man for something really good, but you ain't want to do that. You, 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 your franchise just dropped the ball so bad on some power struggle type thing because y'all don't – it's like a, some type of uh, a culture problem or something over there. And I hate to say that because I like Mike Tomlin. And I don't think it's on him, and I think he's going to get a lot of credit for something he don't necessarily deserve a lot of credit for. I think it's more so the Roonies, which nobody won't call them out because they're the owners, but I think it's more so the Roonies and how they allow certain things to happen. And you got, I mean, don't get me wrong, Big Ben ain't nowhere near as bad as, uh, <laughs> as Eli. No, indeed. No, indeed. <laughs> Eli hitting him for $17 million this year. <laughs> Eli, <laughs> Eli pulling the uh, Jamarcus Russell on the boys right now. I would be garbage yeah, as I want to be. Chill out, dog. Chill out, chill out. We'll speak about that name on this podcast, dude. We'll speak about that name on this podcast, right? All that, sir. I personally think when you get messed over by getting a third and a fifth round pick for Antonio Brown, who we have said multiple times on this show, is if not the number one, but in the top two, at least the top two receivers in the league, you get a third and a fifth round pick. But Amari Cooper, who was in the bottom of the receivers the last two seasons before he came to the Cowboy. And I love you, Amari Cooper, because you're a Cowboy. 
But Amari Cooper got traded for at least a first round pick. <laughs> like, y'all could get John Gruden got all the first round picks, and y'all couldn't piece John Gruden up to get y'all a first round pick. I, I just, I, to me, your negotiation skills are on a horrible level. If you can't get a first, just one first round pick. You couldn't even get a second-round pick for A.V., bruh. So, I, I feel you. I, I'm glad I'm glad that the Giants want to implode like this, being a Cowboys fan. I'm, I'm personally, I'm ecstatic about that. I love it. Um, that division is still trash, dog. I was telling that dude that all oh, year last year. Hey. They ain't doing nothing for making it worse. Bro, we ain't talking about that. Look, this is getting terrible. Hey, Man, hey, bro, look, we could we could be the Patriots of the uh of the uh NFC East, bro. We could try to be at least once we get rid of Jason Garrett. Um, but Y'all you know, actually win a Super Bowl. Hey, they've been they've been talking. You know, they do this every year, but they've been really seriously considering us to be Super Bowl contenders this year. Oh. Like that, dog. I get it, but it's all Devin right. Son. Y'all got a good team, too. Devin Punches. Recently, the coach decided to add Devin Punches. He signed a one year, $10 million contract to be the newest addition to the coach dynasty, man. Shout out to Devin Punches, dog. Keep working, Chris Dallas, baby. I see you. Keep working, man. We're going to kill this draft. You know, we know him for. We're doing good in the draft. They drafted two all pros. First time since 1967. That ever happened. But, yeah, man. What you say? That's awesome, bro. Look, so look, moving forward, because uh, NFL, clearly, we don't have nothing else to talk about other than our teams right now, so we need to move on. That's what we need to do. We gotta move That's a good segment. That's a good segment. <laughs> we got to move forward. So, we're going to kind of get into this. Uh, this uh, all this college basketball that's been going on this past weekend. Uh, you know, a lot of the conference, tur- all the conference tournaments been happening. Um, Zion Williamson actually returning. His first game back, thirteen for thirteen from the floor. His first point was a dunk on a fast break. Well, I personally think he traveled, but it don't matter. He's Zion Williamson, and they they get away. Zion, man, Zion no travel. It kind of looked like he traveled a little bit, but I'm, I could be wrong. I, I I I could be wrong. I ain't a referee, and I'm unqualified arrow, so it don't matter. My opinion don't matter anyway. Uh, but Zion, he back. They end up winning the ACC championship. They actually looked better as a team with him back. They didn't look as lost. They played with more energy. R.J. Barrett been balling. I think one game they both put up. I I know they both put up over twenty. They, I want to say they both almost put up thirty one game. Um, yeah, they were, they, yeah. you know, they was balling out of control. Um, and crazy thing is, being ACC champs, it got three ACC teams that's in the bracket for the for the NCAA tournament. That's ace, the number one seeds. Three of them are ACC teams. You got Duke, North Carolina, and Virginia. The other number one seed is, seed is Gonzaga. So my question to you would be, uh, should the should the Duke Blue Devils be the favorites? Um, I watched that I watched that North Carolina and Duke game closely because you know they played two times prior to this time and North Carolina beat them both times, but that was the game Zion you know blew his knee almost blew his knee out there the right. first time they played, so he didn't basically play in that game at all 
and he didn't play in the second game at all. North Carolina pulled off close victory. So I was anxious to watch the ACC tournament and see North Carolina and Duke square well, both teams at full strength. Right. And I don't know if you got a chance to check it out, but it came down to the last possession, well, second to last possession of the game, and Zion shot the game winner, and he actually missed, but he followed up his own shot and grabbed the offensive rebound and put it back in with, like, 10 seconds to go, and that put him up one. Uh, so they came down and got a stop on North Carolina, and the game was over. So Zion essentially scored the game when he bucked. Right, right. I said that's the That was a that was a big test for them. You know, that, was, that North Carolina team is solid. I feel like that Duke team with Zion is just too much for anybody. Not just North Carolina. But North Carolina played them really well, and I think they probably have the best shot at beating them. In the tournament, just because you know the familiarity with the, you know they're so familiar with them, it, it, they're not going to be shot. You know, I feel like other teams may freeze up when they see RJ Barrett, uh, Zion Williamson, Cam Reddish. When they see those guys lining up for the jump ball, a lot of teams may freeze up in the moment. Mm-hmm. But North Carolina is not. North Carolina will pull up their shots and say, "Man, let's go!" You know, they 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 didn't did this. Yeah. It would be dope to see them play for the fourth time in one season and, and it decide, you know, the, either the Final Four or the National Championship. That would be dope. But I think Duke gets the favorite. the National Championship the way the bracket set up. They, oh, they, they're on yeah. opposite sides. Yeah, they're on opposite sides of the bracket. So it'll, that's for, it'll that's happen. For a that'll be crazy. That's for a reason. Yeah, that's for, it's for a reason. So I like Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Gonzaga has a team full of shooters. Gonzaga seems like every year they have a team full of shooters. But but they're really good, and, and, and they're a high-scoring team. But I just don't know if, if anybody has the firepower that Duke has. So I'm going to say they're the favorite, but I, it, it's so hard to predict this tournament, man. One thing I learned about college basketball tournament is the only prediction is that you can't predict it. That's, that's, and that's what I'm going to stick with. There's going to be a lot of upsets. I'm sure we're going to cover them a lot, cover it a lot more here over here at Unqualified Sports. And I'm looking forward to the craziness, man. I am here for the March Madness. Hey, I am too, bro. Last year, the first time ever in history, a number 16 seed upset a number one seed in Virginia. And bro. that was, bro. And the crazy thing is, that team went on, they almost made it to the Sweet 16, huh? Or was it that, that Loyola team from, uh... The the team from Chicago that had, the, that had the nothing with them, they went all the way to the Elite Eight, I think. Or the... They almost made it to the Final Four. So, I mean, you always got something crazy that could happen. And uh, I would say they the number one. I would say they the, they should probably be the favorites. I Honestly, I heard Bomani Jones talking about this. And they say more black people are watching Duke than ever before. And it is strictly because of Zion Williamson, man. Like, yeah. He just make more people in general. I think Duke games probably just higher rated now than they probably been in the last ten years. I mean, I I don't know if you can you can fact check me on that, but I know for a fact I'm not a college basketball watcher until around this time of year. And every time mm-hmm. I see that they got a college basketball game on, I'm checking to see if it's Duke so I can watch Zion play. Um, and that's just facts. I, I I'm not making this up. I try to watch him every time he on TV. He's must see TV for me, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people feel the exact same way because every time you get the ball, it's a potential highlight. 
even on defense, it's a potential highlight. I just, he he just alter your shot. I seen him on one play against May. May went up for a shot and Zai, he he you can tell he seen him out the corner of his eye because he threw the damn ball up so high, trying to make sure the man did get a piece of it. And Zion he he come he he come head at the rim trying to swat at the ball, and he didn't even touch the ball. But just the fact that he altered that play that much was yeah. a highlight. You know what I'm saying? So that just he just he a must see. He must see. So. For the sake of NCAA basketball, which I shouldn't be, I guess, putting stuff out there for the sake of them, because they the ones eating off of all this goodness that uh, Zion bringing to the table. But that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother thing. But for the sake of NCAA basketball, man, I hope Duke does get to the championship game. That'll be that'll make for a great tournament. Um, I hope they lose it, though. I hate Duke. <laughs> I understand. A lot of people do, bro, but I can't. I can't be mad as I uh, And honestly, none of the none of the players on their team. I, I I like watching them play. I like uh, Trey Young. I, uh, not Trey Young. Ooh, what his last name is? Trey Jones. Trey Jones. Trey I like Trey Jones too. Uh, I think he needs to be yeah. more aggressive, but I like him. I think he's a good player. Um, man, Rock Rock Jones is hot, man. We got a full seed. That's what I'm looking forward to. We ain't that good this year, but he. We're going to do what we can, man. Y'all always, always in the midst of everything. So, we're going to see. Shout out to LSU, too. What, they got a three seed? Yeah, they got a three seed. They're in the bracket with Duke, though, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. And we ain't even got the time to discuss LSU and their issues. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, man. No, man. Segway, segway up quick, man. Yeah, shout, shout out to Javante Smart, man. Hey. Shout out to you, bro. I can't say nothing too much about your coach, but shout out to you, bro. He could have came to your house. You right there in Scotlandville, bro. That's literally a 15-minute drive. But anyway, uh, I don't know why he did that over the phone. But we're going to get to this uh, NBA stuff. Actually, this game just happened. We recording this on on, uh, Sunday on actually St. Patrick's Day. I'm surprised. Well, we ain't ain't none of us Irish. At least I don't don't think. I'm pretty sure I'm not Irish. You got any Irish in your your blood, blood? Oh, no, I hear McGinnis is the Irish name, bro. Yeah. Oh, well, we do got an Irishman on the show. I appreciate, appreciate if you give me some uh, respect on my dick, bro. Okay, well, we just get you a box of Lucky Charms because they're magically delicious. <laughs> hey, bro, that's racist, yeah. That's racist. That's <laughs> <laughs> real racist, bro. That man called me a that's racist. racist. <laughs> anyway, bro, uh, like I was saying, the game that came on today was actually uh in the NBA was uh the Bucks and the 76ers. Well, a couple games came on today. We ain't going to talk about one of them too too much anyway. Uh but Giannis put up 52 in a loss to the um to the Sixers. Uh you had that game happen uh the game last night. Mm. Oh, go ahead. Mm. Mm. I'm just I'm just adding it. I'm just oh, adding it. Okay. You know I'm adding it. Okay. Cuz I just set up here and told you the 76ers was the elite team out here. And you arguing me down telling me they wasn't. No. And they they not they not top four. That's what you told me. When I told you that was gonna be the top four in the Eastern Conference semifinals. Well you wanna try to debate me. Well what about the Pacers? I don't give a rat about no Pacers with no other depot. Okay. These Sixers for real, man. And you see they just beat who arguably the number one team in the league. Okay, well, Arguably. that's good. And they just lost their starting point guard. So, I mean, and they they, they stayed with him the whole game. Starting point guard? 
Yeah. He didn't start in point guard, huh? Malcolm Brown? I thought Bryant? Bledsoe was starting point guard. Either way, they lost a big part of the team. The man was averaging like 14 <laughs> or 15 points a game. Oh, man, Whoopi, oh, oh. What you mean, Whoopi, dog? <laughs> that's a that's a key contributor. Oh. <laughs> that's why like, uh, as an Iguodala Finals MVP, a key contributor. You gonna try to argue me? Oh man, this Iguodala, man, get out of here. Nah, no, man, but, look, I, I just find it so funny yeah. how when you want to make a point about Iguodala, he's Finals I'm MVP. Like, that's what he is. But is he not? That, that does not apply to everything about no, he we, is the finals MVP. No, when we talk about LeBron, do we say LeBron James finals MVP? When we say KD, because, do we say KD we finals MVP? Discredit. You only bring up accolades when somebody is being discredited. That's why. That's why. If you were to discredit LeBron, I would, I would address it. Four-time regular season MVP, LeBron? That's what I would say. That's what I would say. Three-time three finals MVP, LeBron? That's what I would say. Okay. But. Well, we, we speaking uh-huh. of Golden State, since, since you brought up Eagle Dollar, but I, I cause you're, trying to, you're trying to pull, you're trying to pull on, on Giannis and them, but I get it. It's, I understand. <laughs> speaking of Eagle Dollar, Golden State basically beat the brakes off Oklahoma last night. They, they really couldn't buy yeah. a bucket. They couldn't buy a bucket to save their life last night. Only person that looked like he was shooting halfway decent was uh, Paul George. Uh, but Russell Westbrook, my dog, but Russell Westbrook, he didn't have a good shooting night at all. Uh, nobody did. It, nobody did. And they just basically, Steph Curry did, though. Steph Curry had a good shooting night. Klay Thompson had a good shooting night. Boogie Cousins, he was balling. I mean... They stack. Um, they stack. I can't wait for these playoffs, man. I can't wait. Hey, me too, bro. Now, I don't think, and especially since this man just called me a racist, I have to speak on a, a really good white player now because all of a sudden I'm racist. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's pump the brakes right there. But uh, I watched, now I don't know if you watched this game, but these were two of the elite White players, actually European players in the league, with uh, Doncic and Jokic, when they played the other night. I don't know if you saw that game. You saw that game? I, I, I saw highlights. I saw Jokic throw a pass. That was ridiculous. I, man, I was like, Jesus. Bruh, Jokic yeah. is the truth, bruh. But at the end of the game, bruh, the, uh, the Mavericks down by, they down by two. I think they had, a, I mean, they down by one. They uh, It maybe had a little over 20 seconds to go. Inbounds play. Uh, no, not inbounds play. I think they brought it down the court. But either way, some kind of way they had some type of miscommunication on defense. The Nuggets did. And here come Doncic straight down the lane. Yam that thing. Boom. So it's like, oh, this game over with on the duck. You know what I'm saying? But they probably had about seven, maybe 10 or 11 seconds left. Here come they get the ball to, to the Joker. He come down. He uh do they do he got kind of do like a little fake handoff kind of like like little deal, but drive the ball, yeah. drive it, do like a falling to the side, falling back, one handed fade away kind of like floater. At the buzzer, game over, one by one point. That's like man, and he only yeah. had eleven points that night. He only had eleven points, so that was two of his eleven points, and they won that game. Uh, it was awesome. It, it was an awesome ending don't, to that game. Don't Crazy, bro. Jokic and Dirk. Man, when it comes to these couples, you get healthy over there in Dallas. Them two, them two could be something serious. Bro, that's the truth, bro. 
That's the truth. And honestly, that look that sound like more of a that sound like more of a Boston Celtics team than a than a Dallas team. But either way, we're gonna leave we're gonna leave that for for for, for it to be discussed and figured out. Oh, <laughs> we're just gonna leave that to be Anyway, bro. Anyway, so one thing I noticed that we gotta really pay attention to because we talking about the playoffs and stuff like that. A lot of injuries been happening. I know you're trying to discredit Malcolm Brogdon, who was a rookie rookie of the year. Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> Let's yeah, say that. And, and you know, <laughs> rookie of the year, Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> boy. Uh, you got KD. KD still hurt, but the Warriors don't. They look unfazed, which they were unfazed without him. Before he was there, so they're gonna be unfazed without him winning. Hey, all right, all right, the You got CJ McCollum, who who are on a trending uh, Blazers team, who you know on the yeah. up and up, and they he kind of got hurt. He got some type of knee injury. Don't look too serious, uh, so he might be out a few weeks. Brogdon gonna be out six to eight weeks with a torn plantar fascia, plantar fascia which if you ever had plantar fasciitis, that is a that's a painful little foot bothering, nagging little thing right there. So I wish him the best of luck with that. You're going to need a lot of uh, cold, frozen bottles of water and all that type of stuff to roll that foot on because I know how that is. Um, Who are you speaking about? CJ McCollum? No, I'm talking about Malcolm Brogdon. I'm sorry. I, ain't, I didn't say his name. Malcolm Brogdon got a oh, okay. uh, plantar fascia tear uh, in his foot. Six to eight weeks, he's going to be out. Dante Exum, I forget his injury, but they saying he out indefinitely at this moment. They don't even know if he gonna make it back for the rest of the season. Even uh, I just saw this, because uh, I guess we do gotta talk about our Lakers. Uh, Brandon Ingram gonna be out for a few months. I mean, I know yeah, we're going to the playoffs, but right. um, what what's what's his injury? I think he had blood clot. Oh, uh, something like that going on. We had that surgery. Surgery went good, though. In case you make a full recovery, and be ready for um. Next season. Next season. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, do you think with at least the four players that that are on playoff teams, because all four of these players on playoff teams, you know, you got the Blazers, the Golden State Warriors, the uh, the Bucks, and you got the the, the Utah Jazz. Um, do you think that these little some of these little knickknack or more serious injuries gonna affect these teams' playoff runs? Uh, well, I think the one that's the most critical to his team's success is probably Brogdon. I'm not Brogdon. <laughs> that's a joke. It's probably CJ McCollum. You mean, you mean former rookie of the year, Malcolm Brogdon? He, he's, the number two, he's the number two option on that team. We all know Dave eats first, and McCollum eats pretty much just as much as he wants to, you know. So, I think... Portland is going to find a hard time placing that role. Having an a elite, elite score the way T.J. McCollum is when he's rolling, you know. So, I don't know who, who's got to step up. It probably has to be a little bit of everybody. And they probably have to run more through Nurkic to get him to up his scoring average in order to try to fill that void that McCollum's leaving. But that's probably the most detrimental. I mean, Golden State will be okay. You know, they're Golden State. Durant will be back soon in time for the playoffs. And Golden State has public control. They don't care if they get the number one team. They just want to rest people and be healthy going into the playoffs. 
I, it seems like they I going for it, though, bro. Well. I think they going for it. Golden State. Because I don't think they want to play in Denver. I don't think they want to play in Denver. And then, then everybody kind of making come-ups. You don't want the Rockets to end up sneaking up into that two that two spot, and you they might have home court advantage over you. You know what I'm saying? If if Denver end up pulling it out, I mean, but it takes a lot of it's a lot of ifs. It don't matter. It shouldn't matter. You right. The Rockets can't beat some people, man. Hey, you they haven't shown it. Like I told you, bro. I don't know. I I feel like Chris Paul hamstrings got anxiety problems. So, um. I, I, that's what I personally think. So you might be right. I mean, I don't know, bro. They get they get all anxious and they tighten up in the playoffs, bro. I don't know. Um, so I I agree with you. I think McCullum is the is a big is a big part. I think Brogdon is a underrated missing part. Um, clearly, you don't even you know former rookie of the year Malcolm Brogdon. I can't you know you won't even give him the credit that they lost him and the man averaging like fourteen points right now. You know, 13, 14 points. So he, he clearly what, what is a big piece. Average, man? Duh, he he the second leading scorer. I ain't, I'm not I'm not saying that that he is equivalent to CJ McCullough. I'm just saying he gonna be a uh, he gonna be missed. It's especially if he don't make it if they get put out the playoffs before he get back. Oh no, they got the excuse now. They got the excuse lined up. It's me to have Brockton. Well, get out of here. No, it ain't an excuse cuz ain't no ain't no reason if they remain the number 1 seed in the East that they should lose to the number 8 seed in the East. Period. So they should make it out of the first round of the playoffs and honestly they should make it to the second round, past the second round into the third round. But that depends on who they got to play. That depends on how everything fall and that oh, depends on help. Yeah, and then that's it's in your dog. You know how important your feet is in basketball. Yeah. So, um, okay, well, we said we was gonna touch on this, and so we are gonna touch on it. Uh, Kareem Hunt, it broke uh, this past week. He got an eight game suspension for this uh, season, which Shannon Sharp kind of broke it down in a way, which made me understand a little better. He basically then got suspended for almost a full season if you count last season. So he got eight games into this season. Uh, his 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 contract was only worth like six hundred and forty thousand. So he only gonna get paid three hundred thousand. He also apologized again for what he the mistakes he made. Um, do you think that that eight game suspension was fair for uh, Kareem Hunt? Um, in the specific situation with Kareem Hunt, um. I'm all about people. I'm all about the young black people getting paid. I want to see them be as successful as possible. You know, we talked. We talked about this topic before, and the things that he needs to do to show that he truly is remorseful and sorry for the things that he's done. But with that being said, the NFL to me, it, they dropped the ball again this time. I think by it having that video attached it. Attached to it gave it a different element. Had this happened and nobody saw it, then maybe you know, not saying it would be right, but as far as that changing the whole dynamic of the situation, when we was able to see that video floating around 
and the fact that people was trying to restrain him, and he was fighting his own friends to try to get loose to to do something for this for this young lady who was provoking him. But we see what happened with the real life situation. The NFL dropped the ball completely. So I thought by them getting so much backlash for that and admitting they dropped the ball on it, that they would do something a little more harsh. I thought it would be a year at least. And I know Shannon Sharp is saying, but what happened last year wasn't a suspension. That wasn't a suspension. But I guess what he's saying, though, is the total amount to a year's time. But that wasn't a suspension. The NFL had to come down hard in this situation. They had a chance to do it. They didn't do it. And by that, they're showing you that this is a business. We all about the money. That that incident happened with Kareem Hunt. Cleveland picked him up immediately. You know why they picked him up? Because they knew the NFL was not going to suspend this kid for at least a year. Because if that was the case, then why would you even pick him up? Right. So you don't think they had inside knowledge on that 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 situation wasn't going to get handled the proper way? Of course, why did they work for the owners? So exactly, the owner just got to call them and see what's up, basically. Exactly. Thanks for that tidbit too. So that that lets you know what we're dealing with here. The NFL doesn't take these type of things seriously. It really is all about the money, all about the. They don't care. They don't care about the situations and the real things that matter that's going on in society. And I guess that's just a bigger conversation that we can have one day with them. But to ask you a question, you know, I I don't think that that suspension was justifiable. I I think it should have been at least a year, maybe even a year and a half or something like that, because you get four games for just for substance abuse. If if you just use a steroid, you get four games. So you mean to tell me you can go beat up a woman in public and you only get double that eight games? That's crazy. Okay. It doesn't make sense to me. And I understand. Maybe I'm in the minority with this, but I'm just saying, if you drop the ball, you drop the ball. Well, and I feel like that's what they're going to in my opinion. Well, I'm not going to disagree with you on the egregiousness of it. I'm not going to disagree with you on uh, the NFL not being good about caring about what people think of them. They not they not good at that, and I, I can totally agree. They 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 have a lot of image issues in the NFL. Um, do I think the suspension was enough? I kind of do. Um, the the minimum is a six game suspension. They gave him eight. He like like you said, it wasn't necessarily suspension, but he was basically put out the league indefinitely last year uh, for for this video coming out. He lied about it, so I I can understand, and I I, I watched the video just like everyone else. He kicked a young lady, like you said. Uh, I did hear that he was uh, under the influence of alcohol and stuff like this. Not making an excuse for him. I'm not making any excuses for him. What he did was wrong. He's admitted to doing wrong. Over and over and over again, and hopefully, like anybody else, I would think that his second chance is deserving, especially with him being so apologetic and concerned with, um, with 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 that. I, I so him being a young man and to be able to go out and apologize the way he did and all those things, I I have I have a certain level of respect for that. 
Um, so I do think that it was enough of a punishment. It ain't like he getting paid a lot of money anyway, as far as compared to other running backs or elite running backs. Um, I agree that the Browns did probably have some inside information, but I think that I think that is deserving. Eight uh, eight game suspension. He he basically on a, still on a rookie deal. It's his first mistake. He never had any. Uh, well. I'm not going to say he never had. I don't know what he did in his past. But nothing was reported on him that was big news. Uh, I mean, even right now, Tyreek Hill going through something about uh, putting his hands on somebody right now. Uh, yeah. An underage person yeah. or something it's, crazy. It's, uh, it's a kid. It, it, it's a kid, I believe. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you got a lot of these issues that's going on in the NFL, and I agree that they don't have enough respect for women in the NFL just by the way that they treat these guys. But I feel like if you set a rule and you get a man, you get a man the minimum plus a couple more games, plus he'd already been, uh, you know, lost out on last season and all that stuff. He lost his privileges of last season because they could have won a Super Bowl last year if he was on the team. Who knows? Um, he potentially lost a lot of things that we we can't say is 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 it is you know factual or not. But I I think it's a good enough suspension. This actually made me want to ask you something else because you brought it up about the drug use, and not to just bring up the Cowboys, but David Irvin. Like you really just made me think about this. David Irvin came out. He had this video talking about he quitting the NFL and blah blah blah, and he would rather oh, put he rather put weed in his body than put. Uh, the opioids and all the other stuff that they put that they forcing you to take when you're in the NFL. Now, I'm not gonna sit up here and say I agree with this man smoking weed because uh, blah 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 blah. Don't get me wrong. If I had to, if, if it had to be a choice on what I would prefer the players to take, I would rather them smoke weed than to take all these prescription drugs. That's these real highly powerful drugs that could destroy their intestines and all kind of craziness. Um, yeah. my question more so is, is the NFL handling their drug policy wrong? No, uh, I don't, I don't really think so. Uh, a lot of these guys do it. Man, let's be honest here. A lot of these guys do it. And a lot of people don't get caught. A lot of people go through their whole NFL career and they never get caught. Nothing ever happens because it's a way to do it. And... We're not going to get into details about that because that's just going way too much. But there's a way to there's a way to do these things, and right. if you're not responsible enough to at least think about your career and try to find out from some of the older guys what is the way to go about doing it, you don't care enough about your career. So you deserve whatever punishment that you may come. Agree. That may come with you getting cut. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Uh, I I just think that the NFL, I, I, my only issue with it is the NFL have a lot of problems. People have a lot of problems post career uh, due to the drug usage that they forced to that they are forced to take to play. You know these payments. I'm not saying that players should come to games high stuff like that. I totally yeah. disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I think if they're using it in a medicinal way, I don't see that being a problem. If you got a prescription to use weed. Just like you can get a prescription to use lower tabs. I don't see why it should be a problem if you got a prescription to use it. But then you're going to tell me that I got to take in order for me to play because I'm hurting right here. You're going to pump me full of these 
these drugs that I don't even know what the side effects of them are and I gotta take them and then I end up with some type of messed up this or messed up that. Marcellus Wiley, I know he had messed up kidneys from taking a certain drug. Same thing with um, Marcus Spears was saying the same thing about certain drugs can shut your kidneys down and stuff like that. Like these things are dangerous to these players. They just as dangerous as football itself. Um, so I think they need to be mindful of the health of their players um, and and how they treat them. Uh, I understand medicine works. Uh, it's a treatment thing, but it, they got they got to figure out ways to to do it do it a little yeah. better. Now, I'm good with that. <clears throat> this totally off sports topic, bro. I need you to put on your relationship uh, your relationship hat right now, bro. You know what I'm saying? I need you to put on your relationship hat right now, bro. We go, we get into we go, we gonna do unqualified sports love edition real quick. Unqualified love. Unqualified love. Unqual oh my god, that is awesome. That's an awesome shirt. We gotta make that shirt. We gotta make a shirt. Yeah, we gotta make a shirt that say that, dog. So, my question to you is, what? Should your expectations be in a spouse? <laughs> Man, as, as far as what exactly? As far as, uh, as, far as a, a wife? Like a, a wife. A person Perfect. I'm marrying? Or uh, uh, just a girlfriend? Like somebody, somebody that you would consider, somebody that you would consider to be a wife. If not a wife. Oh man, it's a lot. Uh, you know, just my top. I'll just give you my top. My top. Your top three. Your top three. Your top three expectations in in, in a wife. In, in, in a wife. Okay. Uh, first, definitely number one is is God fearing. She got to be a God fearing woman. You got to have a relationship with God. Like I'm not saying she has to be the most holiest person who read the Bible front and back a thousand times, but you know just. You gotta be able to have your own personal relationship with God. Okay. That's number one. And number two, <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a honesty honesty slash love to God. Like I believe if we have those two things, like we could get through we could get through pretty much anything. Like that's what I need off the dump. Any other any other thing, we can survive. Like, I can survive other things. Or I can coach you in certain areas. That's one thing I can't compromise with, though. Like, if you don't have that, that the whole honesty, loyalty thing, I'm giving generic safe answers right now. I hope you know that. Uh, um, hey. My, my, this my, this, my, what, this my what I expect by me putting you on the spot, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't have any time for questions, and I actually have some stuff I really, really want to say. But other than that, so my uh, my third thing is you got to be ambitious. Like you got to want to do something with yourself. You know, you, either if you want to go to school or you want to work, or you have to. Your life can't revolve around. Although I like when women give me attention, but your life can't revolve around me. Like you have to have things, desires, goals, things you want to accomplish for yourself. So that that's important to me because that helps out in a bunch of other areas. You won't be too attached to me. You know, you'll give me my space to do my thing because I'm Errol and I know you're the same way. We have a bunch of different things going on in our life. We busy as hell. Right. Like we have to really work and we have to literally set time out aside to do this, to get this done. You know, 
because right. we got too many things going on in our in our life. So I don't, I can't have a woman that that constantly just everything is about me. No, I want you to be able to survive on your own. Like you have to be independent to a certain degree. Allow me to be the man. Lean on me, but don't be so dependent on me that you run me away because I feel like I can't have time to do anything myself. That's probably like the most important thing. Uh, there's some, there's some more. I'm gonna write a book, you know. So unqualified <laughs> love, you know, a way to a way to a man's heart. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I got you, lady. I got y'all. I'm gonna find y'all somebody for the summertime. The oh, summertime, man. Bro, this man. Unqualified yeah. crop tops, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. It's for the summer. We got y'all. <laughs> hey, my secretary told you act bad. You say what? <laughs> my secretary told you act bad. No, 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 bro. No, honestly, like I said, honest, just so, I, I, just from conversations, this something that was brought up that I wanted to see. You know what? What are some things that you would, you know, if you had to make a list? That that that's kind of more how I was thinking of it. If you had to make a list of expectations. For you and your secretary, like for y'all future endeavors, what what would like, be some if, of the things? So that like, so you kind of like answer. If everybody, it. if everybody knew my secretary, I would tell y'all exactly the way she is. That's exactly my criteria. That's why she's my secretary. But then people don't know, so I had to try to give a description, like all those things that were saying in my description. She fits into a piece, and that's yeah. that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Since you did three, I'll just bust out three real quick. Um, one. He got a whole list. He about to get back down. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm gonna bust out three. This off the top of the dome. This off the top of the dome. I have. I haven't even made a list yet. Uh, I, I plan on making okay. a list very soon, but I haven't made a list yet. But off the top of the okay. head, um, in a piece, some type of happiness with thyself. Um, That's fine. That that can go along the lines of what you said as far as God fearing uh-huh. that type of thing. Right. Um, just uh-huh. that that comfort with yourself. You know what I'm saying? That that peace with yourself is better as you know the saying goes, uh, in order to love others you need to love yourself. And loving yourself is finding peace with yourself and not letting things hold you back in whatever way it is. So I, I I believe in that. Uh, two, I gotta go with you with the loyalty thing. That's yeah. hands down loyalty. That's 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 yeah. up that's up there. That ain't nothing. Ain't too much gonna. Ain't too much other than. Ain't too much gonna defeat that. That that right there gotta be staple. Uh, third thing for me, if I had to say my number three to be respect. General, just general respect for one another. That's that's, that's big, big. That's yeah. big. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, general general respect for one another. Um, you know, kindness. You know, you know. This we in the age of petty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's a fact. We in the age of petty, dog. It's minimizing pettiness and maximizing respect is. Is 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 more is would be my third thing, but I just wanted to throw something different out there, bro, just so we could get in some other stuff. To, Cause we talk sports, 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 and we talk about real life stuff. That's at times. Crazy, bro. We gonna have to, yeah, we gonna have to implement that. Maybe we have to set aside a little ten minutes, five to ten minutes. 
Bruh. Or something outside of outside of sports. Bruh, hey. To give people a little closer, more of a perspective on who we are as people and not just, you know, like sports almanac. Exactly, exactly. So, look, people, we really, really appreciate y'all listening. Like we tell y'all every week and we're going to not, we got we gonna always tell y'all that. So thank y'all so much for listening. We appreciate y'all. Uh, Shot, you got anything else you want to tell them before we go? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I say the same thing every time. That's because I'm truly in gracious and I'm so appreciative of the gratitude that y'all show us just by just liking, uh, commenting, uh, either subscribing. We appreciate all of it. We see all of it. We talk about all of it, and we. All the time, always discussing ways to improve the platform for y'all. Well, thank you. Thank y'all. Y'all be blessed.